Hello. to BMVs. I'm doing it again. Yeah. With uh, getting down with the kids. It's the Bad Movie Vaults with yeah. me, your host for this particular episode, JP. And my two co-hosts are going to chat about this film with me. That is Scotty. Big whoop. And Nud. And Sir Nudry Hello. Nuddington. Hello there. How you doing? Um, good. You can tell Nud's really excited about yeah. today's, <laughs> today's choice. He's been possessed. I watched this. I will. I guess the earliest memories is the first thing, isn't it? Well, let's tell them what we're talking about first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah That's shit, the first yeah. thing. Shit, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, well, we, we know Nud, but they, they don't. So, long time listeners of the, of the podcast will know that occasionally I like to talk about ninja films. Occasionally, <laughs> yeah. I was going to take this opportunity. To, basically, we're going to have an intervention live yeah. on air. Every um, other, John, every other film. <laughs> I'm concerned. Okay. Two reasons I'm concerned. First of all, ninjas. Okay. Right? Every fucking time, ninjas. Right. <laughs> every time. I can't get around ninjas. No, this time, we're doing a ninja film. There's one good thing about this particular ninja film, and that is we're not going to have to say the golden ninja warrior statue or whatever the hell it was every yeah. third. Frickin' ninjas, man. Frickin' ninjas. I do, I do. First of all, I like ninja films. Sure. Second of all, there seem to be like an awful lot of bad ones. I mean, if we wanted to just make the bad ninja movie vault yeah. podcast, we could do that. We could just do ninjas every time. Yeah, we, well, this is the, well, we are at the moment. <laughs> but, but it's good, isn't it? So, yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention was he's picking films that we can get a hold of. Because fuck me, this film was difficult. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I have the fantastic Eureka Blu-ray box set. You do. Which contains... A, well, hang on a minute. Let's stop. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Sure. The film we are talking about today is the canon classic from 1985, Ninja Free, The Domination. Classic in quotes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is the third part of the kind of loose... Ninja Trilogy, yeah. which are three films that do not really follow on from each other. So again, Trilogy, in quotes. <laughs> but they do all have ninjas in them, and they also all have Sho Kazugi in them, who is a Japanese actor and martial artist type fella. Mm. Um, they're all made by uh, Golden Globus and Canon in the early 80s. The first one was called... Entire the ninja. Right. So, um, has anyone seen that? Has anyone seen? Oh, yeah, I've seen all these films. I yeah. don't think I have. I have seen a part of it today. Scott me, well, no, we didn't make me. <laughs> we were thinking for a Scott Force, isn't it? Scott I, I sat on me today. <laughs> I don't want any of that. Scott forced me to watch shit, shit because that didn't happen. <laughs> we flicked. Scott it. sat on me and made me watch yeah. the ninja. <laughs> Fed. Teacher fed Ninja 3 we in the mind. through Netflix and it was there, so we decided to put on the last 10 minutes of it, mm. um, which is a trope of Scott's. He likes to watch just all the fight bits. Yeah. Well, why not? I mean, what, fuck me. Did um, you really expect me to sit and watch the whole of it? Yeah, why not? Um, and um, I've never seen the second one. Which is called A Revenge of the Ninja. Reven- ah. Revenge of the Ninja Doll Shop Owner. Is yeah, it, was it a doll shop? Am I right? I've only heard about these films from the, that canon documentary we mentioned a few times. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So, Enter the Ninja, Shokazugi's the baddie. Yeah. Franco Nero, not a ninja guy. <laughs> Are you close to being a ninja? Not even remote, an Italian actor. 
uh, who is really badly dubbed in the film. Anyway, it had some success on account of the fact that it had the word ninja in the title. Did really, really well. Followed up with a sequel, Revenge of the Ninja. There's more Shokazugi in that. That is probably the best of the three films if you want to watch like a proper... I mean, it's still a little bit cheesy, but it's got some really good fights in it. And yeah. it's the closest thing to being an actual like artistic endeavour of the three films. And then you've got my favourite of the three, Ninja Free, the denomination. Denomination. Or so why you, did you struggle to find this, Ned? Well, you can't get it digitally anywhere other than Amazon Prime. And you can only rent it. So Scotty had to pay money and rent it. No, I actually had to fork up money for this. I mean, I know you got them as a box set, which is fair enough. I mean, I would have got that box set, but I ain't paying £19 for it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just ain't happening. <laughs> um, yeah, so we watched it. The only saw this for the first time Friday. So... <laughs> What were, your, what were your initial thoughts of... Uh, to give you some background, mm. the film only kind of makes sense if you understand the thinking behind its... I thought origins. you were going to say, this film only makes sense if you've seen the first two. And I went, no, that's no, not true yeah. at all. <laughs> it's not connected to the first two at all. So clearly the Ninja films were doing well mm. for Golan, Globus and yeah. Canon, and they wanted to make a third one. Uh, but I'll tell you what was also doing well at the same time, Breakdance 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. The breakdancing films was very popular in the 80s. And uh, I think it was Yenahem Golan, one of those guys, definitely wanted to cast uh, Lucinda Dickey, the star of Breakdance 2, Electric Boogaloo, in Ninja Free. Why he wanted to do that, I don't know. Right. But he must have thought, combining these two successful franchises of ninjas yeah. and breakdancing to electric boogalooing yeah. would create something greater than the sum of its parts. It would be like a a big bang of film excellence. Like, but here's your, here's your problem, right? And then you just throw Shokazugi in there somewhere. He's getting a bit big for his boots anyway, so we'll just stick him in it somewhere mm. so we can still call it Ninja Free. Yeah. But we'll make the focus of it like the breakdance two chick. The problem with that is it's nineteen eighty five. So no one is gonna buy the idea that a ninja could be a girl. <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> insane. So if you wanna make your star of your ninja film an electric boogaloo uh, like yoga girl, uh, what, what how do you make her into a ninja? Demonic possession. That's <laughs> yeah. right, that's what you do. Because, you know, bit of Exorcist, you know what else was doing quite well in the early 80s? Poltergeist. Sure. Put a bit of that in. Put mm-hmm. a bit of smoke and blue lights in. Yeah. <laughs> Job done. <laughs> yeah. Let's mash all that shit up, and we'll have the most amazingly excellent film whatever lived. And they were sort of wrong. <laughs> they were pretty, <laughs> pretty wrong. Pretty wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, early memories of Ninja Free, the denomination. You know what? I mean, <laughs> I hate... To always come across <laughs> as the perv of the group. But I remember watching this. It would have been on home video. I would have been 14. Hormones would have been literally everywhere. And I just remember thinking that Lucinda Dickey was probably the most gorgeous thing I'd ever sat eyes on ever. That's literally all I remember about Ninja 3. It was that she was in it. So I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, if if that's what they were aiming for, then they wouldn't they have won me over. <laughs> 
though. I, don't, I do, could not remember a damn thing about the plot. Um, she got possessed by a ninja. The rest of it, I have no recollection of whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just, it's a typical can film, isn't it? They took the zeitgeist of whatever had been made six months before on film. Yeah. They just bowled it all together. Yeah, they probably, they're sort of the sci-fi of the 80s, weren't they, really, canon? Yeah, they did, they are. Yeah, they invented that, which yeah. was to rip off other shit. Yeah. But they're actually ripping off their own shit here. Yeah. yeah. They are literally ripping off their own successes to try and create some sort of uber success. It's almost, it is like a, like shitty film alchemy, isn't it? Like, yeah. if we take what made this successful... A pinch of ninja. A pinch of ninja. <laughs> a wings, of a, <laughs> wings of a breakdance. <laughs> yeah. And put it on a big pot and stir it, you know. And then we need yeah. a couple of drops of Exorcist and we're there. And, oh. and we'll make a film that'll be the biggest film whatever was. <laughs> biggest <laughs> film ever. Ironically, that did not happen. Was, how was this film like financially successful? No, it was not. It, it actually flopped. only made... Well, it wasn't a flop, but it only made about half the money that the previous Ninja films had made. Okay, right. so do you have any idea at all what the budget was for this film? Any any idea? I haven't. I just wonder if you have. 27 cents. Right, okay. And couple, we, we were watching this, um, uh, Nudd and myself, last week, and I did say at one point, can you imagine this was made probably just before Evil Dead 2, and I would have thought for a sort of comparable amount of money, and then you compare the two films, and like Evil Dead 2 is just like, like yeah. massively better in well, every way. But that's what we said, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah. difference is talent. Yeah. And um, I've I got to say, I, I did watch <laughs> the commentary with oh, the director. There's a commentary on the Blu-ray. And I did watch it. And, and is it, it basically... And it is, <laughs> no, it's with, the, it's with the director of the film, who is a guy called um, Sam uh, Furstenberg. Yeah, and no, we've also, mentioned Sam Furstenberg before. He also directed... Uh, he directed the Breakdance 2 film. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, in the that, that doesn't have the word ninja in it anywhere. And, and of course, loads of ninja films. He made American Ninja, didn't we? Yeah. So we talked about uh, we talked about that before. Um, Sir Sam of Furstenberg, and he's made he made I think Revenge of the Ninja as well. So um, when he's talking about this film, he is gleeful about how cool it all looks. And, right. and he talks about how, like for example, he talks a lot about. We'd ne- we didn't do this digitally. Keep saying that we didn't do this digitally. We- this is all this is all live. These are all real effects, particularly the floating sword, which happens a lot in the film, which is clearly on like a horrific bit of wire. He says, "Oh, that was done with a wire." Like we don't know. He yeah. says it's like it's not digital. We oh, did that with a wire, and then we took the wire out uh, in post production. Yeah. And he's like, "Wow, look at the shit I did! Yeah. Look at my look at the big brain on me!" So it's quite a fun commentary because he, clearly he well, he's looking at a different thing to us. Yeah. He's he's seeing you know genius at work, and then we're seeing like you say you know versus even versus other films of the era. There's some ropey old shit effects in this film, aren't there? Some really, really bad ones. Um, anyway, should we, um, should, we, should we talk about the plot? Yeah, why not? Do you want to go through the yeah. blow by blow? Well, shall I read the the Wikipedia plot thing? Because it's like three uh, sentences and basically tells you the whole film. 
It's incredible I've managed to boil it down. Because then we could do a really quick episode. A telephone line woman who teaches aerobics classes is possessed by an evil spirit of a fallen ninja when coming to his aid. The spirit seeks revenge on those who killed him and uses the female instructor's body to carry out his mission. The only way the spirit will leave the aerobic instructor's body is through combat with another ninja. There you go, that's the film. That's because only a ninja can kill a ninja, which is something we're told in every one of the ninja films. That's the connecting. Is that true? Is that in the other two films? That line is in the other two films. It's first introduced in the first film. Only a ninja can kill a ninja. ninja. Uh, The budget of the film was uh, 2.5 millions. Yeah, the Evil Dead would have cost a lot less than that, wouldn't it? Of course it, it would, too. So, um, what, what happens at the start of the film? Well, straight away, you'll be pleased to know, there's a ninja. Good. Really early doors. Right. So, we're not wasting any time with preamble. No. We're straight into the action. So, this is Shokasugi, yeah? No. No, it's not, is it? It's not. It's, it's another ninja. It's just another ninja. Yeah. yeah. It's a totally yeah. different ninja. And where's he going? Well, where is he? He's in the desert somewhere. And where's he going? He's Gold. going to his ninja cave. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, he's got a ninja cave, like Batman, as a bat cave. <laughs> yeah. And it has all these ninja, like, stuff in it. Yeah. Like, hidden in a false rock. Perfect. But is it in, like, is it in feudal Japan, or is it in LA? I can't tell. Well, I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> it's, 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 it appears to be in, in some scrubby desert land uh, in LA. Very close to a golf course, which happens to be, uh, thankfully, where his target is. Is he yeah. his target or just someone he doesn't like? Well, it's difficult to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you stop hitting those golf balls onto my fucking cave? Well, yeah, well, what happens here, yeah, probably, yeah. he goes into the cave, he gets all his kit. Like, first of all, he goes in in a suit, he comes out in ninja garb. Yeah. So he's got all his ninja garb hidden in the cave, together with, like, a fake rock that slides open, revealing inside, like, um, I don't know, like a, like, like a plinth you'd put all your weapons on that's yeah. all lit up, yeah. and it's got shurikens on it and all this kind of yeah, shit. That's right. yeah, yeah. So he loads all that shit up, and then he heads out of his cave to a nearby golf course, and the golf course has got, like, this guy and his girlfriend, or wife or something, mm. and loads of heavies protecting him. He's playing some rounds of golf. But well, we don't know who he is. No, it's not important. We don't know. Or which one's the target? Because at one point, no. towards the end of it, it seems like he's more after the wife than the... Mm. More than the we don't really know. It doesn't or, make any sense. No. All we know is the ninjas appears in the, on the yeah. golf course from the roof and starts killing people with blow darts and shit. Yeah. He's blowing blow darts at some of the heavies. And then he's shuriken starring some of them for these ninja yeah. stars. Yeah. And then, then he's getting his sword out and stabbing some of them. Yeah. And he stabs the girl. Yeah. Puts her down. He stabs the guy. Is that his target? We don't know. No. It's not. It's not. It's not really clear. But he, he massacres that entire golf party, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. He crushes the golf, golf course. as well. Yeah, he does. So they can't even play through. Even no. if he hadn't killed him, <laughs> yeah. game would be over because he crushes the golf ball. Mm. And then a bunch of cops turn up. Yeah, like hundreds of them turn up on bikes and cars. So many of them on bikes, in fact, yeah. that 
that my wife who was reading her book happened to look up and say, are you watching Chips? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it kind of looked like I was yeah. watching Chips, if any of our, because we're trying to attract a younger demographic, yeah. they might not know what Chips is. Yeah. You, you, you might remember Chips from 1985, and you won't because you weren't even born. No, <laughs> Chips was the TV show California Highway. I don't, I don't think Nut knows what Chips is. No, I, 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 oh yeah, I know. Yeah. They, they remade it, didn't they, recently? Yeah, yeah until I did not, film. I did not watch it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it all looks like Chips because suddenly there's like bikes, cars, and helicopters all chasing this one ninja across yeah. the golf course. Yeah. It's like the Blues Brothers, this really big golf course. Yeah, it's, it's like the last scene out of Blues Brothers. Only smaller. It's more yeah. like TJ Hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ninja Guy, like, leaps around a bit. He jumps on the car. That's yeah. on a cop car. He stabs the passenger cop through the roof with his sword. Yeah. But, and then he just grabs the other guy. And he just puts his fist through the roof of the driver's side and then grabs the guy's face and then there's blood all over his face. Right. I'm yeah. not sure what he's... Yeah, what he, he died. Does. He died of... Like, he gives him a face wedgie yeah. or something. Yeah. He died of face grab. It's like a ninja... It's a ninja move. It's a ninja move. Face grab. That's it. What does face he do? grab. i tell you what he does then. <laughs> i tell you what he does. In order to hide and not draw attention to himself, he climbs up a tree and starts waving around at the top of the tree. Because the first part of his plan was pretty good, hiding up the tree. But he doesn't hide, does yeah, he? Yeah, no. He the, jumps around and he jumps well. onto the bottom of the helicopter. Up until then, say, yeah. The helicopter's got tassels all over it for him to hang on. It's yeah. got, it's got, it's got tassels. Yeah. It's been properly tasseled up before it was taken yeah. out for fly. For filming. For yeah. filming purposes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ninjas could grab onto the bottom yeah. of it. Yeah. Very convenient. Um... But he does, he jumps on to the chopper, and then we can have a few scenes where the chopper flies around with a ninja on the bottom of it. He pulls a guy out, yeah. but it's, thankfully it's above the lake in the middle of the golf course. That's right. So he's okay. Yeah. yeah. Plus they're um, only like a few feet above yeah, the camera. Ten feet above it, yeah. They're only three foot above it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hasn't got far to fall. It's that thing of it. So, it, it when they're filming helicopters, you just shoot from the ground up, so it looks like... Yeah. So you don't even need a stunt, man. You could have just said to you, the second camera operator, do you fancy jumping in a lake today? And they would have said, yeah, okay. Yeah, the stunt the stunt man actually does the commentary with Sam Furstenberg. Does he go on about digital stuff? Uh, we we says, did all this for says, real. There was no digital effects. Says, <laughs> I just literally jumped two feet from a helicopter. That's what he, says, water. he says that's me. <laughs> that's what he says. Like he says that's yeah. me, and that's Lucin. That's me again. Yeah, <laughs> and then he goes and that's me. And the thing is, though, it would be impressive if any of the scenes in which he said that's me looked like Lucinda Dickey or someone yeah. else. But it clearly is this stuntman um, guy. I mean, yeah. there's some really horrendous bits in the film, isn't there? There are. Yeah. Real Texas Switch stuff going on. <laughs> Texas Switch stuff happening, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ninja pulls the guy out. There's a bit of gunplay. He pulls the other guy out of the chopper. Uh, and they both fall into the lake. Yeah, Ninja not. and Guy. Yeah. And then there's a brilliant, brilliant TV 80s style moment where the yeah. chopper... <laughs> 
goes over yeah. the ridge of a hill and then there's an explosion like behind the hill. There's like a mountain nearby that the chopper can fly right in the middle of this golf course that's in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a mountain that the chopper can fly behind before it blows up out of yeah. camera. I've loved that. I love seeing those <laughs> effects where they just blow the chopper over the hill and blow it up so out of camera. Are you, are you suggesting that they might have filmed that scene in three separate locations and they didn't find the golf course with a mountain in the desert? <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. Anyway, this bloody... Now, look at this bloody ninja. Is he dead in the lake? No, he's not, because he's got one of those blow... Bamboo things. Bamboo things. Fucking ninjas, eh? Yeah, they're tricksy. They're tricksy. Bastards, aren't they? You've got to keep your eye on them. cockroaches. (laughs) (laughs) They're like cockroaches. Then he jumps out of the water and uses his ninja drying power to dry himself out. (laughs) So he's not even a bit wet, is he? No. Because he's got his ninja drying powers. He doesn't want to get pneumonia. Then there's a brilliant bit where all the cops, he goes running into the desert around the golf course and all these cops pile in on him and then they start shooting him but for some reason even though they're shooting him they're also walking towards him yeah no, I thought it's in a circle in a circle yeah. and they're like shooting each other well still yeah. shooting him yeah. not hanging back like what normal people would do yeah. no walking in towards him first of all probably going to shoot each other shooting in a circle like that bad move but also getting in too close allows ninja fella to put his sword out kill them all with one rotating (laughs) ninja sword swipe but then you'd then they should expect most people would be down after one gunshot yeah this guy's taking loads he's a a ninja do they not know nothing about ninjas they're not they're bulletproof Yeah. yeah, bulletproof. Bullet anyway, only a ninja can kill, can another, kill another ninja. ninja. Not a copper. Oh, I don't know. This looks like he's <laughs> <laughs> to me. Not LAPD. Anyway, um, he kills all those cops. But luckily, there's a whole second wave of cops that have yeah. been standing by, yeah. and we know that these cops are more important because they all look slightly different. Yeah, they have yeah. looks, and, and they have look. They have suddenly mm. there's. People with looks in the film. Yeah. This is the first appearance in the film of people with looks. Yeah. Because we haven't seen the ninja because his face has been covered. Yeah. And nobody else has been important enough to have looks. Yeah. Until we see this group of coppers. So they're all like grey men, aren't they? The people that were around him before. They're just like yeah, you know, with no no faces. Like no faces <laughs> yeah. at all. These are people with with faces. So maybe they'll come into it later on in the film. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they uh, some of them have got gimmicks as well. Like what? Faces and gimmicks, like the one who's always got a cigar in his mouth. One of them's got a cigar. Now, all times, one of them's yeah. slightly taller than the other one. Yeah. And one of them's like older and was in American Ninja. Yeah, so there so you go. So yeah. these are important yeah, characters. Yeah. Also, they have learned from watching their um, their fellow cops getting killed not to stand so close to the ninja when you are shooting him a lot. Yeah. One of them's one of the one of the coppers is shooting and killing killing the ninja man. It's also weirdly in the shade a lot, so you never see his face. Oh, he's hanging around by some bushes, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What's his deal? What's going on there? Yeah. We'll never find out. Is he Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. Anyway, they shoot the ninja a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Many times. Most times. But, bloody, just like a bloody ninja, he uses some of that ninja powder... You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 He throws the poofsh, and then suddenly, it's gone. It's just gone. 
What the sacre bleu? So the ninjas go, let's find, no, not the ninjas, the cops go, let's find this dude. (laughs) (laughs) Off camera. That's what they say. Let's find the cops. Let's find this dude. And then they all disappear. The greatest trick the ninja ever pulled was (laughs) convincing the world it didn't exist. What were we firing at? I can't remember. Do you know what what the ninja did? Oh, what? He dug a ninja hole. No, no, get out of town. He did. He did. No he did. In he literally got a shovel out, dug all deep enough to crawl into. Oh, these ninjas, man. Buried himself. They're Buried good, himself. Mate. They're good. I wish I was a ninja. That's amazing. You should have done that thing you do on the beach where you make yourself look like you've got a mermaid body. I, <laughs> I can't I can't get from here to the toilet in the, in the blink of an eye. Let alone dig a hole and do it. That's, well, uh, you're not a ninja. No. Plainly. Ninja, ninjas are great at sword stuff. Shurikens and digging. Well, it is known. It is known. Certainly <laughs> digging this ninja. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Oh. This is cool, man. That was some awesome wordplay. Because then what happens is the cops have all gone off to look for him. Yeah, of course, why wouldn't you? And he sneaks off, doesn't he? Digs himself He's out. D- he digs Creep. himself out of the hole. Off he goes. Yeah. And that's the end of the film. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the end it's of the just film. the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> right and now do I play the podcast theme music that we don't have <laughs> the beginning is this the, the beginning it's like the, the beginning, beginning of a TV hasn't episode even begun. so what did you think of the opening golf course oh, um, genius make a fight scene it was it was a lot of run, a, lot, a lot of him running around scrubland mm, yeah fighting the cops an awful lot of running and a lot of that most of this film is when he throws a shuriken a uh, cop it does like a like a spin cut, yeah, to the person already having that makeup on them with the shuriken sticking out their skull. Like yeah. that's all it is. It's just that thing of you saw it's already in there, and they or, go, they act like oh, it's that, dead. or they'll be holding it and they'll go Ugh! and like yeah. hold it to their chest as if oh no, I've just been stabbed with a shuriken. Yeah, when no, you're just holding a half one to your chest. We just saw you do it. Literally. Classic, oh, classic, yeah. classic <laughs> movie goofs. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam, our director Sam Furstenberg says the way to make an uh, action film is to make lots of big fights and then lots of little fights and then you have some big fights and lots of little fights so that was a big fight so was that your impression of you doing Sam Furstenberg or are you having a stroke? no that's kind right, of what he okay, sounded right, like a little okay. bit on the, on the comments so cool, so the ninjas run off the ninja runs off, and then we cut to uh, our heroine, uh, uh, Christy. Oh, I've got some heroin right now. Uh, uh, <laughs> she is a professional pole climber, um, and she Does climbs for a poles to make free uh, telephone calls. And the good thing is that we've seen the ninja do a very similar thing, so, hey, simpatico already. Well, perhaps why chose we her. see someone climb up the pole, and in any close-up shots of her. Yeah, she's standing obviously on the street. Just yeah, the, the, stunt, street the, stunt, the stunt yeah. guys go. Yeah, I did that. That was me. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> not was digital. I did that. I did yeah. that. I, I pretty um, much guess most of the commentary. Yeah. She is some sort of telecommunications specialist. Yeah, she works for BT she? or Metro Telecom, yeah. as they call it in the film. Um, yeah. But because she is up a pole fixing a phone, yeah. that. That puts you in a good position to spot injured ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> injured ninjas. So if there's an injured ninja. should be a film title. Yeah. Injured, 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 injured ninjas. Say it fast. Injured ninjas. Injured ninjas. Injured ninjas too. Injured ninjas. 
if there's an on the off chance that there's an injured ninja, she would <laughs> she would spot it. <laughs> and yeah. lo and behold, on this occasion, oh, she does. sees the cover of that film. She does like see an injured ninja, a ninja with his arm in sling <laughs> and a yeah. bandage around his head. No, injured cr- ninjas crossband or like bandage on their head. Yeah. So, so what right, she does holding is, a police badge. For some oh reason. yeah. She, oh, and Burt Reynolds is in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, quick, she quickly <laughs> slides down her pole. Right, all right. Oh, push you now. She does, okay. and she and she she goes to check on the injured ninja. <laughs> Excuse me, ninja, are you injured? And <laughs> are you mean ginger? Did this did this did this happen at work? Where there's flame as a claim. <laughs> um. So the injured ninja 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 injured. Um. Gives her his sword and says some random uh, hocus pocus stuff at her. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, they tussle a bit and then he holds out his sword as she runs off and then she decides to come back, which I didn't get. <laughs> the ninja is wearing eyeliner. Yeah. Makes him look more mystical. Yeah. And my wife said, Why is he wearing eyeliner? It's a good question. I did not have a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. the 80s, they're all doing it. Boy Did George. You tell your wife there's no room for logic. <laughs> Boy George, Marilyn, they were all doing it back then. Yeah, that's just what he did. Uh, ninja dies. But but we're only 10 minutes in. Where Where's the other ninja? Well, we don't know yet. If we're just watching this cold, yeah. we don't know at this stage that you can't. Only a ninja can kill another ninja. We're not told. Oh, okay. So, as far as an audience coming into this cold is concerned, this ninja is deed. Right. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, um, Lucinda Dickey, her name is Chris. She's got big 80s hair, by the way. Again. Super, yeah. she's super 80s, isn't she? Yeah. She's about as 80s as it gets. Yeah. She well, goes. She does aerobics for a start. And it is 1985, yeah. so that's fair. Yeah. She goes to see the police and she meets a sleazy cop. Uh, called Officer Secord, yeah. who we will learn later on in the film is the hairiest man who ever oh, yeah. lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To the point where I wondered if I wasn't watching a werewolf film, he, that's how hairy he is. Like, yeah. It was going to be a twist. It's not really um, her that's possessed, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> it's an American werewolf in America. Yeah. Um, anyway, she meets this sleazy cop. Uh, and and tells her story. Um, the sleazy cop incident, he was one of the killers of the ninja. He was the one that was hanging out in the bushes that might have been Jesus. Mm. Um, and when she sees him, she has like a weird flashback to an event that she did not witness. Mm. Odd. <laughs> weird. <laughs> We're definitely uh, thinking that's weird. Bizarre. Anyway, uh, the cops question her about the ninja... Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff and um, they have a little exchange where uh, he says would you like a soft drink and she says I don't use soft drinks why because she's health freak yeah. she's very health yeah. um, in fact we're later, we then find out in the next scene she's an aerobics instructor and this is I think where the film gets it probably has its best scene because We've had ninjas. You, how do you get? Where do you go from ninjas? How do you make the film better? Aerobics. Yeah, it's the only thing that you could possibly Same direction take. you can go in. Well, they thought that probably break dances were a little bit too on the head because you know, so it might better make it aerobics. 
So she's doing aerobics lesson. For some reason, the sleazy cop is there that she just met. Mm-hmm. So is he following her, or well, has he been going to a class for a while? Quite they don't seem point. to recognise each no, other. At this so point, he's, he's a very unpleasant character. He's isn't he? really a, like he a would stalker. be the villain. He would be the villain in any other film. It would be what was, what was that it's film? What was that film where the cop was the villain? Maniac Cop. No, there was a film where a cop turned out to be a bit of an evil psychopath and he wouldn't oh, be Oh, Terrorist right. Avenue or something Yeah, like something like that. I think what they, was Sam Jackson? Yeah. Evil and, cop. I mean, this would be that film. He's what you're thinking at the minute because this cop's a bit of a... Well, so basically he's a ratsoner. Yeah. Because she said no and he turns up in the aerobics class. And what are you going to do because, you know, he's a policeman and the other policemen are going to be behind him. And that, that would have been a better film, only then it wouldn't have been about ninjas. No. And yeah. he's looking at her in a rapey way at the aerobics. He's just he talking about rape. Next scene. Actually, it turns out everybody <laughs> is is looking at, and all the men in the gym yeah. are looking at the women in a rapey way. Because when everyone comes out, first of all, the gym seems to be located in a very disreputable uh, I don't know, industrial estate. <laughs> well, she lives in a fucking warehouse, like a lot of people, um, protagonists did in the 80 films. Yeah. Um, but all the guys from the gym are kind of hanging around outside, waiting to beat up or rape the women from the gym. Yeah. Like, they're like, I don't know if this was a thing in the 80s, but was gym, <laughs> was gym, was gym punks a thing? Was... Were they oh, like no. Jim Scallywags? Well, Jim Rats nowadays. Jim Hooligans. Was yeah. that a thing? Yeah. Jim Goons. Jim Goons. So, um, these Jim Goons are sort of harassing this girl, aren't they? Yeah. And in front, um, not, 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 not around the corner in an alley, in front of everyone who's coming out of the gym. Yeah. And they not, were literally just in the gym. Yeah. So they yeah. were they were the guys they were looking at the aerobics girls and going yeah. look at the aerobics girls. Yeah. And then now they're the same dudes uh, out in the alleyway being gym goons. Mm. Yeah. So what? Weird. I think I thought it was weird. Um. Anyway, uh, Lucinda Dickey goes to sort try and sort them out, and they're all like, "What? Who are you? You little eighties aerobics girl?" Yeah. Um. And suddenly she goes full ninja. Ninja. There's a brilliant bit where she uh, pulls a metal bar off a fire escape, like yeah. the whole bar, and then just throws it at them. It's kind of not really that ninja. It's more no. like a street brawl. And, isn't and it? this, and this is ninja like fight. this is a typical cheap film of an actor being taught some moves and then filming it. Do you know who taught the moves? That stunt guy on the commentary. Great. Says, we didn't do a brag. I taught her that. Yeah, well, no brag, because <laughs> <laughs> she does just look like a normal person trying to play act to fight. Yeah. There's no, there's no, it's not like in a, a lot of more modern films where it looks like they've put some time in. Somebody's it's, put a year of training you in. Know, yeah, because it's a lot cheaper to get someone who doesn't know what they're doing and then put a camera in tight to them so you can't really see what they're doing than it is to train them. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, but they didn't put a camera in tight to her, so you well, couldn't see. She could see. Yeah, you see, see every lame man. It wasn't great. Right. It wasn't great, to be fair. Uh, um, the cop though watches the whole thing. You would think he would step in, be the cop. No, because he's sleazy. And he loves it. He's totally sleazy. And at the end of the fight, after she beats these guys up and, and gets up the sod off, he arrests her. Yeah, yeah, because she's a woman in the eighties. So. Then they... 
But then it doesn't really arrest her. He just no, he just driving her somewhere. Arrest, yeah. and then he just takes her for a drive. I think his problem is he was hoping to rape her, and he thought, well, probably if I can't do it myself, I can at least enjoy watching these guys do it. Oh and then, no, she's beat them all up. Oh, I'm not getting it. anything. I'm arresting you for spoiling my afternoon. <laughs> so, so first of all, he's been he's been really leery. He's been asking her out since he met her, and she's not interested in know. a pervy way. In a pervy way, and then he arrests her and drags her off in his car. This is like the third time now. And then he gets, up, he gets up in her grill. He says, I don't want to hear about it, Miss Independent. You don't want to go out with me because I'm a cop Then the hell with you. But yeah, so what is all that about? He's not exactly hero material. No, he gets all no, whiny. No, he's a total point. fucking sleazebag. Yeah, yeah, he, he gets all whiny as a go, you don't date me because I'm only a cop, so fuck you. You'll pull over and you can walk home or whatever. Yeah. And then, then she suddenly does then a 180. She, yeah, this is weird. Then she goes to leave, and he says all this, you don't want to go out with a cop, then the hell with you. And then she goes, right, well, just uh, take me home. How about we go home? And then they go back to her place, and she goes straight in the shower, right? Turns up new. Then she comes out of the shower in just a nick and nicks and gets all strippy and jumps all over him. And then starts pouring fruit juice all over her. Oh, no, she doesn't. It's vegetable juice. So I remember what? thinking at the time, Ugh. whatever it is, not nice. Why have the shower if you're just going to pour fruit oh, juice? Oh, yeah, she's just she ruined that settee. She's ruined the she's couch. She's ruined it. Yeah, she's got to clean all that up. And a then carpet. she's got to go and have another shower. Yeah, because she's all covered in sticky juice. And there. those pants are never going to be the same again. They'll reek. She's going to have to throw them out. I think this is an example of a horrible. 80s touching yeah <laughs> it's just it's just so many 80s films insist on having these touching scenes in yeah with people hairy people <laughs> see I, I hairy people <laughs> touching and it's not nice see I never really pouring stuff on I themselves I never really got the female point of view with all this me too stuff you know like female harassment and stuff like that until I saw this film <laughs> and I, I, get it, I get it now this time. <laughs> I'm going to watch this and I, my skin is crawling yeah. yeah she had to do it oh yeah. Yeah, so. oh, oh. the fact that she just sort of like became passive to him when he sort of whipped out and went, oh, you're my cop, but you don't want to date me. Uh, and she just did a 180, and then, and then the next scene, she turns up nudie. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it's what? terrible. It yeah, is really it's such bad. shit writing. Oh, it's really bad, isn't it? It's yeah. so bad. Clearly written um, by a dude. Clearly. Yeah. So, Lucinda, oh, you've got some problems with the script. Yeah, all of this bit here, I don't understand what the motivation is. Just do it. Patriarchy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Male gaze. All right. I've written, <laughs> I've written in my notes, this cop is covered in hair. Covered, it's disgusting. He has the hairiest back in film history. He is a very hairy man, and I don't like to see that. Yeah. I don't need it in I mean, my films. Bless him, he can't help it, I know. But, you know, God, how much money would you spend on, you know, freaking hair removal systems? Oh. That would take a lot. Of, you know, a cop wouldn't be able to afford it, I think. Whilst they are in bed, asleep... In the night, mm. um, something happens. Windows rattling, fog, lights, lights. Dra- is it Dracula? <laughs> Maybe Dracula's coming. She's got a video game cabinet, hasn't she? And yeah, that's, that's later. Oh, is it? That's, oh, right, uh, okay. We'll get to the video game cabinet. Right. She's got. She's about as her house is couldn't be more eighties. She's got an arcade machine and some Duran Duran pictures on her walls. Yeah, it's super eighties. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, there's some fog. 
there's, um, and it's not Dracula, there's a glowing cupboard, and the cupboard glows with that blue poltergeist light, doesn't yeah. it? Right. Blue poltergeist light in the, the cupboard. The sword floats. And the sword floats. This is the first time the sword floats out Brilliant. of the wire. Which now, is all physical effects, by they, the way. They, did they, oh, they yes. use CGI for this, yeah? Huh? They used CGI for this bit, yeah? Uh, yeah, they, they had did. to. They had to have done. Yeah, that. yeah. there's no way they could have done that. No, they did it physically, Scotty. They it? did not do that. No, that's what they said. No, no, sorry, sorry, can't float. No, sword was on a wire, and then, they, and then they shut up, moved the wire. Shut up in post production. <laughs> So they did. They did I won't not. believe it. I yeah. can't believe it. I won't it. believe it. I can't believe it. Destroy <laughs> 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 my worldview. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know what happens next? Oh, I can't oh, can't wait. Tell the me. the top billed actor of the film shows up. Right. Who's that? About half an hour in show Kazugi's oh, name. Okay. He turns up. He he come he turns up at the airport, he's got an eye patch. Which is a bit odd because it's it's like What's the hilt of the sword that the blade is yeah, at? Right, sticking out of it. Yeah, scabbard. No, not scabbard. It's not a scabbard. That's no, what the scabbard. sword sits in. Yeah. But it, anyway, that thing, he's got an eye patch made out of one of them. Suba. Like the handguard. Is it called a suba? Suba, yeah. It's pretty cool. I think he looks pretty good in the film. Yeah, but I like the way that he's got a hole for him to see through. So he's yeah. got an eye patch on, but he hasn't got a hole for him to see through. I don't through. Quite cool. think so. I think it looks like it's too high on his head. He's up near, he's covering most of his forehead. Yeah. Needs to be a bit lower. I think he was actually. Chunk from the Goonies, <laughs> so his eye patch needed to be up here. <laughs> um, and then uh, Chunk from the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> and not Fat Chunk. Kid. No, it wasn't Chunk, was it? No, what was his name? Sloth. Sloth from the Goonies. Sloth. That's it. Yeah. Oh well. I made a good reference. Just got the name wrong. So it's a bad reference. <laughs> um, anyway, he turns up, and they say we've got some news for you, and then they all just walk off camera. We don't really know why he's turned <laughs> up or what the news is or in fact he's gonna he's gonna turn turn out to be, I think, the most underwritten character in the history of all motion pictures. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to him mm-hmm. in a bit when he does something uh useful. Um so what happens now is aerobics girl is working on some phone work on the street and the hairy cop drives past and he's taking his cop buddy home mm. and she sees them together and when she sees the cop buddy she has another flashback like a Kill Bill type flashback to a scene that she didn't witness mm-hmm. of, the nin- of the ninja guy getting killed at the golf course this is one of the other cops what did the shooting mm. so she steals the van the phone van she's there with like her mate and her mate so where are you going what's going on she steals the phone van and she follows them to his house, um, and he and he gets out with twenty four cans of beer, which suggests that he might be a sleaze bag. Mm. All the cops in the film are sleazy, which I guess they do that because she's going to end up killing them all while possessed with a ninja. But they don't want her to be like the bad guy. So the cop she kills come off as a bit sleazy? Yeah, but she isn't the bad guy. The ninja's the bad guy. But I get that. But yeah. then why make the cops sleazy? Yeah. say they should be upstanding. They should just be good, upstand, upstanding cops. But they're yeah. not, are they? No. Even this guy, because he, he, he kind of throws out some chat line at her or something. or And then he waddles over to his house with his cans of beer. Mm. And then later on, the other cop will be in the hot tub with some floozies. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're making the cops like a bit seedy. 
but not bad. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird, isn't it? Like, the film doesn't... They're acting more like nightclub owners yeah. than cops. <laughs> the film doesn't know what, it, no. what, what it's trying to do here, I don't think. It's a bit of a mess. Mm. Um... Anyway, she does steal the van and she goes to the house, but instead of doing anything at that point, we cut to her flush dancing in the house. It seems like whenever she's possessed by the, the, the ninja, the only way that she can kind of stave that off a bit is by doing some like yeah. crazy disco dancing. There's a few scenes where she does flashy disco dancing. There's even a scene where later on in the film where uh, her... Um, her record player gets destroyed by the sword, so she hasn't got the music anymore, so she can't do flash dancing moves, which seems to make the ninja easier to possess her. So Maybe. Weird. Yeah. Mm. I'm not yeah. sure what... I get it, but it seems like music can stop the ninja. Calm the savage Calm piece. Calm the savage piece. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. She's feeling weird. She's flash dancing in the house. The lights flicker and go on and off. There's smoke, there's lightning, and there's weird goblin laughs. And then, uh, arcade machine comes to life, which you said earlier. And there's a weird Tron moment, isn't there? What do you think? She's been digitised or something. Because there's all this flashing light. What's the last Starfighter or something? All these flashing lights coming out of her arcade machine and like floating around her. Scanning her. It's like it's measuring her for a suit or something. Oh, and a sword floats out of the cupboard again, and suddenly her makeup changes. She's got two makeups in this film, hasn't she? She's got normal her, yeah. and then ninja version of her, which has got more, is paler and got more eyeliner on it. Yeah. And a bit more Linda Blair, isn't it? A little bit. Mm. So, a change of makeup, and that means she's possessed. So, where does she go? Home. Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you where she goes. She goes to the ninja cave. From oh, the beginning, yeah, of she? Oh. And all the shit the ninja took has mysteriously been replaced. It's been refilled. Yeah. It's been refilled. Yeah. How do, what is that? How does that? Well, there's got to be a, business, a ninja business somewhere. I'm guessing, guessing. I'm guessing. It's replenishes ninja cave. I think it's, when it's, yeah, like, they, what they call greys with the nuts and berries, but they just bring in shurikens for you. Yeah. I reckon his mate did it. That's what I think. He's, he's, got, he's got hired help. He's got people to come in and clean the cave every now and again. <laughs> he's a ninja and he's then busy doesn't she, is this where she goes after the sleazy guy with the pool table uh, this is where she goes after the sleazy guy with the pool table when she's got the ninja kit from the cave yeah. she goes um, and has a fight has a quick fight with um, with that guy and as Sam Furstenberg says on the commentary this is one of your short fights oh. he says you need about half the film needs to be fights so you need about 45 minutes of fights. And you need some long fights. Some fights can even be 10 minutes long, he says. Uh, and you need some yeah, short... Yeah, that's what he said. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah, he says. He's got long fights. He says the best time for a long fight, he says seven minutes. Right. What's the best time for a not-so-long fight? Uh, is This is a not-so-long fight that she has with this fella. So what? it's about a minute. Right. I'm, okay. So that's what Sam says. And he knows... Um, so she kills him with snooker with snooker with snooker or something yeah uh, she throws him out the window she throws him out the window or something anyway the next day the cops are all there checking it out Sho Kazugi's eye hanging about with his eye patch isn't he Mm. watching how he knows why he's there 
how he knows what's going on, why he's at this crime scene, we don't have no clue. Right. Yeah. None at all. I don't think the film there's it bothers to explain what his deal is until like there's one flashback scene later that kind of tries to explain it, but doesn't really explain anything. Um uh, Christy has got bruises all over her face and doesn't remember what happened to her when she has a chat with Officer Werewolf. Um, I've written that hairy coffee's gross again. I can't get over it in my notes. It's oh, just sure. every couple of lines. It's yeah. uh, Anyway, he says we've got to sort this out because it's not normal. You should go to doctors. So she goes to the doctors and the doctor, who's a lady doctor, says, we've checked you physically and you're fine. We've checked your brain and that's okay. <laughs> um, we've checked all your organs and they're fine. He says, uh, and I think psychologically you're fine, except for the fact you have a higher than normal extrasensory perception <laughs> and you're obsessed with Japanese culture. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say something about having been highly stressed or having stressful lifestyle? You're, you're, like, you're stressed, um, but, but mostly you've got the extrasensory perception, which yeah. you think... Isn't something a doctor would say? No, no, typically, that's a thing you have. Typically, yeah, that's not something. I don't think that's for. something the doctors would test for. I went to the doctors recently and I tested me for liver function, kidney function. Never mentioned ESP once. No, what? they don't. No, no. Not normal. Can you just tell me what's on the back of this card? No. Okay. So the fact that she's got extrasensory perception and an obsession with Japanese culture, I'd say that's an alarm bell. I'd say that's worth referring it to somebody. <laughs> but what what would I know? Anyway, uh, she then goes. I'd like to refer you to my colleague, Dr. Venkman. <laughs> she then goes, pops into the cop shop to see um, Officer Perry, but he's not around. But she does see one of the other sleazy cops who killed the ninja. And he's going. He doesn't know of, what is going on. He here. Ta- he's taking a couple of floozies outside. Oh, he's literally, literally about, what's happening? And he's, for a start, he's <laughs> like middle aged, and he's, he's like, he's like, you know, he's just a, he's just a just ugly, ugly guy. guy. Tell me, he's not paying for this? Well, yeah, because he, be. he must be. What well, the alternative is? These women want to yeah, be just want to be with him for reasons. It's Two like of them. take some, yeah. To so a, they go to a they do spot. They do say. They are, as they go out, they say, I've always wanted to be, do it in a cop car. It's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's yeah, going on. God. They go round the corner to a spa, <clears throat> don't they? Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it is. It's anyway. horrible. <clears throat> yeah. They're sat in this dingy hot tub, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and then Christy walks in and goes in the hot tub with these two girls and this cop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? And the two girls are off camera. You can hear them. Like they've added it in ADR. Yeah. They're all going, whoa, whoa, you bastard. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's going hey, on what's this? Going on? Yeah, we, we, do you not like us anymore? Because should we, we split? I don't know what, because either he is paying for it, in which case they should shut up and just get on with it, yeah. Or, <laughs> or, he's, or he's abusing his position. Yeah, in which case they should just shut up and get on with it because yeah, he's obviously got some knowledge. But the, but the scenario C where they want yeah. to be with him yeah. doesn't make sense. No. It can't be that. It can't be that. No. It can't be that. Um, anyway, this is a really weird, awkward, horrible scene. She stabs... She's got a ring yeah. with yeah. a stabby ring. She's got a drawer poison or something. Yeah. 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 Drawer well, she's snogging him. Yeah. Yeah. She snogs him and stabs him and he dies. And then she... 
throttles one of the floozies to death, like strangles her to death. Yeah, yeah something like that. And then gets the other one with the... Poisoning. With the poison ring and slashes her across the face. Yeah. Um, and then off she trots. And then there's a dissolve, which I don't know if it's meant to suggest the passage of time. I wasn't sure. Um, and then, and then Shokazugi walks in. Like, how the hell... How does he know? Does he know this happened... Well, he's the first one to discover it. Has he been following her? No, the film hasn't just suggested that. Does he know who she is? No, the he's film hasn't suggested that. Exactly, I was going to say. They've already her. set it up. They've set it up with that one brief throwaway line about ESP. They've explained all of Shokasugi's arc because he just knows stuff. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, it's It's like a ninja network. Yeah, mm-hmm. a VSP that um, they can all just tap into. They all know where each other, everybody is at all times. What a load of guff. He kind of touches the blood and he rubs it on his fingers and I thought, maybe he thinks he's hunting a vampire or something, I don't or know. Or he's Columbo. Maybe he's Columbo, I don't know. One more thing. Why did two women want to be with this man? Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so why, why was the door closed? <laughs> yeah. Why were the bodies found upstairs? Um... <laughs> then we're back at Chrissy's apartment and she's frantically exercising like she does yeah. when she's trying to exercise the stave off the demon. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Officer Harry yeah. turns up and says, okay, enough's enough, we're going to sort this out now. I found out from one of the guys on, and I think he says, he says something like the Asiatic squad or something, like oh, the <laughs> squad of Asian cops or something. Asia <laughs> squad. Asia, yeah. Asia squad. And he said, anyway, he says the Asia squad have recommended some occult dude. We're going to go and see him and sort it out. Because, yeah. you know, Asians are all into mystic shit. They're all, yeah. uh, they're all every single one of them. So they, they go to, they take her to see um, uh, Lopan. Yeah, yeah. picture of a little China. I'm James um, Hong. Good old James Hong. Yeah. For a for a for a full on crazy exorcist scene. Um, yeah. And it is full on crazy. Uh, they sort of it's all it's all lit in red. It's all got Shinto paraphernalia around. She's got full on hair, makeup, Linda Blair, sound effects, mad laughing. She's chained up. She's chained up and she's flipping round and round and round on the chains. <laughs> James Hong's floating and flying up the side of the wall. Yeah. You know, she's rotating. It's like it goes, it just goes proper bastard exorcist yeah. for about five yeah. minutes of film. Um, the demon starts talking in mad. Um, her hair has yeah. gone white, got white streaks in it. Suddenly he starts talking in English and he's like, You cannot stop me, I am a ninja. Um, it's 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 like a completely yeah. um, different movie. Mm. But then suddenly the ninja spirit departs, and James Hong says, "Yeah, uh, uh, she's possessed by a black ninja." Uh, uh, it's uh, well, how do you get rid of it? Well, you need right bleach. No. <laughs> No, it's not bleach. Right so, do I never guess? Um, the power of another ninja. Yes, yeah, yeah, another ninja. Yeah, another ninja. ninja. Another ninja. You need a ninja, ninja to destroy. Yeah. A Only ninja. a ninja can kill an injured ninja. 
the injured ninja. Yeah. The East Ninja. Yeah. yeah. The only one in, the only ninja can ninja ninja and ninja. <laughs> only an injured ninja can kill an injured ginger. Only a ginger ninja can kill an injured ninja. Yeah. So show. So we're back to show Kazuki again. He's been on this weird detective thing. Uh-huh. Is this where he goes to the map painting? This is the bit where he goes. <laughs> this is the bit where he goes. Yeah. He goes to the police station, doesn't right. he, to look at the corpse of the ninja? Oh, How he yeah. knows any of this? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's in his head. It's in his head. Yeah, but why does he need to go and look at the body? I don't understand. Because yeah. anyway, he goes. He beats some cops up. He goes into the cop shop. He looks at the ninja. He beats some medical fellas up. He goes and looks at the ninja man, the dead ninja man. But for no. Doesn't for nothing, no reason, and he no, must know all this. No, he takes the body. Hmm? He does. Sorry, he does. He takes the body. You're yeah. right. He does. There's and he also has a flashback. So this ninja guy chucked the shuriken at his eye, and yeah, that's why he's got no eye. But then, is he from like what, feudal Japan? Because. What looks, is that bit about? Because it looked like some ancient, yeah, like, hundred years ago, yeah, dynasty Frank. warrior shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because unless they were doing a reenactment and it got out of hand, maybe they were doing one of those reenactment weekends. Maybe it all happened last weekend. Yeah, maybe it's all quite fresh in his mind. Only a ninja can kill another ninja, and he's just—it's been a couple of hundred years since he's seen one, so he's still alive. There you go. No. Um, (laughs) So. It starts getting even more baffling now, and I start struggling to follow it. But basically, uh, Christie's now got white hair. She's got yeah. white streaks in her hair, yeah. like an exorcist. My well, wife bit, said, bit like Poltergeist, I would have said. Bit like, like Joe Poltergeist, Beth, like Joe Beth Williams. My yeah. wife <laughs> said, is she a ghostbuster? <laughs> but to be fair, though, she is wearing like beige jumpsuit through most of the film. Yeah. So I think when she said, it, "Is she a ghostbuster?" It wasn't. That was not a bad guess. Yeah. No. It wasn't wasn't terrible. Um, Ghosts are involved. uh, So she meets some more cops and has another. There's a third cop she needs to kill now. Is there a bit where she turns up at a funeral? Yeah, the funeral's coming. Oh, right. Yeah, this is where she's going to kill the last cop that she needs to kill at the funeral of the first cop that she killed, but we're going to get to that in a minute. So um, (laughs) the cops, by the way, are fucking thick in this. So, they say the bodies are gone from the morgue, but they actually know the body's not missing. They know it was taken because they know a guy in black with an eye patch beat some of them up. Yeah. And then the body was gone. So nobody they no, told each other about this. Yeah. They just, <laughs> they just woke up, went, well, that was a thing that happened off a half half hour now. And, and, and Officer Secord knows everything. Mm. Yeah. So, he knows what's going on, and right. he still acts like he doesn't really know what's going on. Mm. So, mm. it's almost like she's written by a boron. It's almost like it's been written, there's no connective tissue no. between one scene and the next, not really. Because this film's going to be watched by chimps who won't <laughs> notice the holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so uh, she gets possessed again with more light and blue light and cupboards and smoke sure, and all that. Because yeah, yeah. we haven't. We haven't got, got that it yet. It's not even like the film does like shorthand now and just does that like really quickly. It's a full blown. This covered is the proper poltergeist bit, isn't it? When, yes. Yeah. So the drags are what made that, me laugh. So that yeah, from, this scene. So it is basically 
straight out of Poltergeist. Straight out. <clears throat> with some flashing blue lights and the the wardrobe door opens and everything starts falling towards it. Yeah. But then there's one shot of her sort of, I don't know, holding onto a bed or something and things are moving towards the the, the thing on wires, I'm guessing, or, or amazing CGI, I should say, coming towards the door and then someone just throws a pair of pants on the floor. <laughs> that, just, that made me laugh. Here's the thing. And again, it was on the watch the commentary. So they tilted that whole set 45 degrees. You cannot watch that scene and tell that set has been tilted. Mm. It literally looks like people are just pushing things yeah. and moving things. Yeah. It does not look like a tilted set at all. Right. It doesn't look like they went to anywhere no. near that level of sophistication. Right. So the fact that they did, and it looks as poor as it does, I think that speaks volumes. Pure talent. It's pure talent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the, that's the... And then she gets dragged into the cupboard, and that's the full-on... Complete poltergeist um, experience. Uh, rip off. Um, <laughs> so now she's possessed, so we can have the big fight at the funeral. So she goes to the funeral and she of the first cop, and she goes and hides up a tree in a ninja outfit. Yeah. Um, and all the cops turn up, including the next cop that she needs to needs to kill. So um, she starts killing them with like a bow and arrow. Yeah, she's firing. <laughs> There's, there's they do the whole gun salute thing, and they're firing, and then she lets rip with some arrows. What makes me laugh is she's trying to kill the dude with the cigar. Yes. And he picks up one of the guns that's been dropped, and he's just firing it wildly <laughs> into the air. I don't know where he's firing it. Yeah. He's not firing towards the trees. Yeah. He's just firing at <laughs> birds or something. Generally firing up. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> just kill my <laughs> mate. Just like, yeah. Just uh, let it rip into the air. <laughs> Yeah, to no avail. To no avail, because she kills him. He gets all uh, an arrow in the neck. <laughs> Take that, seagulls. <laughs> um, she runs off. When, when she's done her job of killing all these cops, she runs off to um, like, a, like a nearby derelict house mm. and show Kazugi is waiting there. Because you would be. Like you would be. So they can have a fight. Yeah. So then we have a fight in the derelict house, which mostly involves them falling through floors and dropping... And jumping through floors. And jumping through floors and bits of masonry falling on their heads. Um, she, she escapes by jumping out of the window, and this is, I think, the most obvious <clears throat> bit of stuntman doubling. Because the bloke that jumps out of the window it, it has a beard and a fright and an 80s fright we gone and looks nothing like uh, oh yeah Lucinda uh, yeah 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 uh, Dicky at all I mean it's just I thought it was somebody else I thought somebody oh somebody been watching the fight and now jumped out of a window and now <laughs> it's meant to be her well the, the other thing was in the, throughout the whole film is any bit where she puts on the mask when we see her eyes you can just tell even though he only see eyes it's not her no it's, it's, it's so obvious Especially with like HD, <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. Um, but that, but it, but then you would have her jump out of the window with that mask on. Yeah, you know, this is literally just some a completely like, different bloke in a beard. I yeah. mean, and it's done in slow motion as well. So yeah. it's not like you have to pause it and go, "That's not her." It's just not anyone. It's a black guy with a beard. <laughs> it's not make any sense. It's <laughs> nutty bananas. Shokazuki gets arrested as he's coming out of the house. And because uh, they must assume he was a ninja on account of his eye patch and general right, yeah. general ninja visage, yeah. Um, 
And then he tells, while he's in the cop car, Harry Cop goes to talk to him, and he says, um, go and get the sword and the girl, and go to the old temple on the hill. <laughs> Why didn't we just go to the old temple on the hill in the first place? That's... Yeah, the temple on the hill. Yeah, just sure. meet. I'll meet you there. Yeah, and he's like, "But you've just been arrested." He's like, no, don't worry. About yeah, yeah, no, don't worry, about mate. It. Honestly, no don't. Problem. I'll sort that bit out. Yeah. So then, show Kazugi escapes from the cops in a car by using. I think he's got like a blow dart, dart in his mouth. Yeah. Blow dart weapon yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's got yeah. Like yeah. a blow dart, dart, dart in his mouth, yeah. and he just spits it out. Those dart gun darts. And then there's. And then mm-hmm. he gets the guy in the passenger seat, the two guys in the passenger seats, and he just sits there for a while, waiting for the driver to notice that the two guys have been uh, put out of action. Yeah. So they can have a little bit of a fight and a bit of a wheelie back and forth on the road yeah. type thing. <laughs> like he couldn't just sort him out without the need for any of that. Because yeah. he hadn't noticed the other two guys was dead. Right. But now he just sits, just literally sits and waits for him to notice the other two guys. They can have a little bit of a whirly fight yeah. in the car. So that's nice, isn't it? Um, he, Harry Cock gets the sword, but she's going to, the, she gets the temple anyway on her own. Um, I don't know why. And then, um, and then Shokazugi goes to the temple. We're at the temple anyway. The temple's full of monks. Mm. Orange robe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a little sword fight between um, Christie and Shokazugi, um, and then there's a poltergeist light blue light effect, mm. and because Shokazugi's taken the I should mention has taken the body of the dead ninja there. And now the spirit goes out of her and back into the body of the ninja. That's right. And he comes back to life like a zombie. So now it's a zombie film as well. Brilliant. We've got a ninja in zombie makeup. So the two ninja. Oh, and also he's got magic orange lightning and yeah. he fires that at the red monks and turns the red monks bad and they start fighting Shokazuki because that's one of the many. Powers that we've established that ninjas have. Yeah, right. The orange oh, lightning mindfuck power. Yeah, absolutely. So he uses the orange lightning mindfuck power, which means Shokazuki has now got to fight all the <laughs> ninjas. And Lucinda Dickey, who's basically been the main character of the film up until now, yeah. is now relegated to the typical woman's role in an mm-hmm. action film of just kind of standing around. Standing there and not being helpful. And useful. not being useful or helpful. You know, it might have been nice if she kept a, uh, a kind of iota of the ninja mm-hmm. abilities. Did she, she stab the thing guy at the end of killing? Um... No, he stabs. Uh, no, he stabs. Shokazugi stabs him in the head right, with a yeah. knife while they're hanging off the That's it. cliff. Yeah. So she literally just doesn't do anything. She after she's fought Shokazugi and yeah. he's beaten her and the spirit has left her and gone That's back. Right. In. She's now she's a, just a normal girl. She literally has no impact in the story at brilliant. all. She has no agency at all now yeah. that we've. That we've yeah. sorted her out. So the ninjas fight, fight the ninja. He kills. He sorts out the monks. They fight the ninjas. Um, 
He knifes the ninja in the head, the zombie ninja in the head. Zombie ninja is dead. Uh, hairy cop and aerobics girl are reunited. Finn. Cool. And what, are they in love now? I would hope not. Yeah, I would hope not. I, I would really, really, really not hope not. love that for her. No, I mean, that's be a real kick in the teeth, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I thought... got possessed by a ninja and all I got was this lousy boyfriend. I think he's a very, a very ineffectual policeman and yeah. boyfriend. Mm. I don't, I don't think he's particularly helpful, uh, and he doesn't add anything. He's the only one with all the clues. He could add all this. <laughs> he's the only one who should be able to know what's going on. He should be able to add all this up. Yeah. It's his fault. All the, all these cop friends died <laughs> because he should. It is because he should have been able to suss this out. You don't need Shokazugi to do his detective-style stuff in the film. You, do you? No. They just need an... In fact, I think... So, let's talk about what we think about... First of all, I love this film, can sure. I just say. I think it's utter shite. But I think it's so ballsy to think that you can make a coherent, interesting, good, watchable film from combining ninjas and poltergeist, and exorcists, and aerobics. Yeah. Which is basically the four main strands of this film, aren't they? Yeah. Those are the four main yeah. elements. Dancing, 80s dancing, yeah. ninjas, poltergeist, exorcist. Mm. I kind of like the sheer bravado of thinking that you can put that together and well, make anything... You know, with, with the exception of acrobatics, all those things are quite interesting and can be cool. But, I don't know. Aerobics isn't. And then, but then, I don't know. And then golf courses. Golfing. And sleazy cops. Yeah. And temples introduced at the 11th hour. Yeah. And red monks. Yeah. And floating swords. Yeah. And arcade machines that do Tron type stuff but then don't. Right. What is that? I listened to the commentary and the Sam Furstenberg said... Of course, the arcade machine that she has in her apartment is one of the many tools in the arsenal of the ninja in order to possess her soul. What? And I'm like, well, what? What does a, what do ninjas know of arcade machines, Sam? <laughs> Why does the ninja need to go all Tron on this arcade machine to possess the aerobics instructor? Okay. It's yeah. just random guff. shit. Guff. It's just random guff. <laughs> you just put into this massive something that's quintessentially eighties and just chuck it in there. Mm. It is. I mean, is is there a more eighties film than there are three? Yeah, there it's are pretty a few, 80s. but it's very, the film is very very eighties. Yeah, most eighties time. time, definitely. Oh yeah, but yeah. then a lot of canon films are. Yeah, all of them are pretty much. Mm. Um, so that we never really understand what the ninja was doing. No. Um, and we never really understand what Shokazuki's doing. And I probably don't think he did either. I don't think anyone knows. No. No. What's going on. You know, it's not, it's not like there's like a bigger thing going on. Like, why did he kill that guy? Is that connected to anything? Mm. What is, what is the, what is the black ninja's end game? It seems to be nothing other than getting revenge on the cops that quite rightly Try to shot get, him yeah. for 
Um, well, this is why being, a, being a, uh, for assassinating somebody and then trying to and then killing loads of people whilst fleeing. Yeah, I mean, is that a revenge situation? Is it not really? Yeah. I'm going to say that that is the thing. Is what is the revenge aspect of it? Why is the ninja even want bothering killing these cops? They were just doing their job in much the same way as I'm sure he was. So why would you need feel the need to avenge yourself on them? Doesn't really yeah. make a lot of point, a lot of sense. No. No, it's like yes. films Senses like that that strong. make sense. It's like yeah. those films where where someone is wronged and does need to get revenge yeah. when those films are written properly. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, except not. There's no moral behind it. There's no nothing behind it. Is there? No. But what did? Uh, so did you enjoy it? Did you think yeah, it was right? we had a good laugh with it. We had a lot of, yeah, a lot of the guff that was in there, a lot of little bits yeah. like the fighting, the obvious changing of cast, yeah, just the dodgy it's effects. Funny, and again, you sort of you remember watching these things when you were a lot younger and really enjoying them and thinking they were quite cool. And I said to Nud, when we were watching it, this sort of thing, I lapped it up when I was a kid. I watched all this shit. Whatever you I wouldn't get question it, on. would you? No, I could, whatever this I could is get how the world on. works. Yeah, this is what ninjas do when they are murdered by cops. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. I slap it up, and you sit and watch it now, and you can't imagine what you were thinking. Because yeah, it's just really poor. So I was having a look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes just a minute ago, mm-hmm. and this gets actually surprisingly high score. Going forty odd. Yeah, forty four. Tomato meter of 44 and an audience score of 53. Are you sure you're not looking at the reviews for free ninjas? Because the problem sometimes when looking up ninja free online is that it returns the results for free ninjas and not ninja free. It's got all the white cast in it, so... Just check him. Yeah. Although I think a lot of these guys were... He's a lot higher than I expect. I would have said 20s. Yeah, I would have thought that, you know, obviously a lot of people aren't anywhere near as discerning as we might be. I think it's quite interesting to see the progression of the ninja from Enter the Ninja to Ninja Free. Because I think even ignoring all of the kind of... I think... No, put it another way. Ninja Free is goofy. Yeah. And almost, I think, in a, in a, almost in a family-friendly kind of way. The violence is... There's not huge amounts of violence in it. No. And the horror elements are more poltergeisty than they are horrific, Mm. right? That feels like quite a quite a long way away from kind of, you know, those the Revenge of the Ninja or Enter the Ninja, which are far more like eighteen rated violent ninja films. Mm. It almost feels like this was Canon's attempt to or, or this was a stepping stone between the ninja in Enter the Ninja and the ninjas in Three Ninjas. <laughs> it's kind of like, this is the point at which ninjas started becoming goofy Friend, and, and comedic and family friendly. This yeah. was in, what you so this was the next one would have been Abbott and Costello meet the ninja. <laughs> no, but maybe <laughs> maybe Goonies with a ninja. Right. You know, maybe, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of, <laughs> yeah. It was almost like that, that with this film, that's the direction... Mm. Almost ninjas ended up going in, like the you know ninja films with Hulk Hogan. Hogan in. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like that. That's what was ninjas are. I'm sure there was a ninja film with Hulk. 
Hogan. Must, if there wasn't one, I'm sure they were taught. My daddy, <laughs> my, my daddy ninja. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of think that's where we ended up. This is like a stepping stone to ninjas being, going from being cool and yeah. edgy to just being, you know, family, friendly, comedic mm. characters. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. Because it's all very 18 of violence in this. It's a very TV looking film. 100%. Yes. Yeah. It's a very TV looking Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Tone, tone down. Yeah. You know, um, tone down for a broad audience, I think. Anything else you want to say about The Ninjas, The Freeze? Are you glad you watched it? Was there any more after this? No, this was the very final part of the show. The very final. It did not do very well. It did, okay. Like I say, it didn't do as well as the other films. Uh, Golan Globus blamed that on the casting of female lead. So even though that's what they insisted on doing, they were like, we shouldn't have done that. That's why it failed. And that's a shame, I think, because actually, I don't think, that's... I think Lucinda Dickey's the best thing in this film by a county mile. Mm. I think she, regardless of how shit the film might be, I think she's really given it some welly. Mm. You know, I think she is giving as strong a performance as she can. I think if they tell you to a more straight-laced ninja story that had a female ninja in it, mm. not none of this guff about a ninja possession and ghosts and spirits, mm. I think you would have been better. It's a load of old nonsense. It is, it? really, yeah. But I don't think the fault is lies with her, because I think she's doing a great job. Mm. You know, I think she's really... In those ex, in the Linda blair scenes, I think she's really selling it. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's a great physical fighter, but, like, you know, you notice, Scotty, most of the scenes aren't her. Yeah. Um, but I think she has a good go at playing the demonic stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think she's all right. I think some of the stuff in it... But then part of that might be just be the rest of the actors in it are so awful. Yeah. Show Kazugi, I think, has a presence on screen. I think he's decent. I think he doesn't have a character. No, he doesn't have a character. <laughs> but, but yeah. you know, he's got a, a uh, you know, a martial artist presence. I think Harry Cock guy just shouldn't ever have been allowed in front of a camera. No. It was a horrific, horrific accident. I sincerely hope that he's not in anything else. Park man, park carpet. You made a great plumber. Um, and that was Ninja Freeze. Sorry, yeah, we can't be back for Ninja Fours because there wasn't one. Mm. This was the final of the of the Ninja trilogy. However, there are many, many more bad Ninja films out there that we could talk about in later episodes. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure we're not done. We're, I have no doubt that this will be the last Ninja film we do. No doubt. <laughs> Yeah, there aren't any more. We've done them all. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, then. I've been Ned. Sayonara. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, And uh, that was the Bad Movie Vaults.